Uh, you're listening to episode number 30 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon from Vocal Records. And each week we pick a Rancid song and talk about it and all our complicated feelings. So this week was my pick and I've been wanting to pick this one for a while so it felt like I didn't have any other ideas, so um, we're going back to the debut album, and we are going to Detroit. So Detroit is the third song on the first album written by Tim and Matt, uh, came out in 93. There was, I don't know if you had a chance to watch this, but on like on YouTube, there's this video from 93 of them playing it. It was, must've been shortly after Lars joined the band cause he's in the video and it's kind of awesome cause they're playing like at the bottom of a half pipe at a skate park. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, it was very. very I, cool. I, I grabbed it real quick this morning when you, I saw you had added it to our show notes. Like, it is very. It's like the one of the most '90s things I've ever yes. seen. <laughs> and Lars like sideshow bob hair. And yeah, it's yeah, it's hilarious. all springing around. And oh my gosh, yeah. But um, anyway, like every time. So the thing about this song is like every time I go back and listen to that first album, like the first two songs are good like um i mean hyena is really good but like it's this is the song for me it's like when this song comes on and especially on the chorus kicks in i'm like oh yeah i actually really like this album like, yeah um, the, it, that's just gonna be the thing with this album every time we talk about I it it's know. Like, oh, i have no problem with this album. i actually really love the vibe it's just a different vibe yeah i mean there's Honestly, there's time I, mean, I was because I've you know listened to the song and other stuff on the album a lot over and over again this past week, and there's like there's some aspect of this to me that it's like doesn't f- seem like it's rancid. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> like percent. I mean, it, it is because of the bass line and the Tim vocal. Like those are the things that are so you know you can't. But it it, it definitely feels like rancid's like not hatched from the egg yet or something <laughs> well the thing that i was noticing this week when i you were uh, that might be the same vibe is that like man i don't know if i've ever can you think of a beginning chunk of a rancid song that sounds more like a 90s pop punk no yeah got that yeah like and then the and then like like that little walk-in bass yes. line, like it just that. I mean, it's like Blink One Eighty Two could have put that out. I was I was getting ready to say it's like if you told me this was Blink One Eighty Two and stopped it after twenty seconds or something, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's more like maybe like a Fat Records like kind sure. of trashier version of that. But same, but like, yeah, but same vibe. Yeah, it's very much like. I mean, and you know, that's the part where you get like the like lookout, you know, edges mm-hmm. coming in. But then what's funny is the song itself has this more trashy motorhead like yeah um, and everything's the weedly 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 sort of like uh, (laughs) lines you know it's not a solo but it's like everything is just these those runs that tim was on 
at yeah. the time. Though it, <laughs> I mean, on the video, it was obviously Lars again. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> uh, but he wasn't in the band on the recording, so I don't know. But um, yeah, like it, but that beginning, it's like, I think you're right that like this isn't fully ranted yet because I don't know if they would have written it in this way. But right. You know, in a lot of ways, the baseline is like one of the few times on this album I can like hear a little bit of Op Ivy. Absolutely, like, and that was I, I, like watching that live video, even with Lars and his clown hair. It felt it just felt like almost like watching an Op Ivy video. Um, they're so like skinny little boys. <laughs> I know, and just like in a you know in the, the bottom of a half pipe, like yeah, and there's yeah. like this pit out there, and it, it just feels all very. It feels all those Gilman shows that yeah. you can go watch videos of. And, the, yeah. Uh, speaking of Op Ivy, too, another thing that I've and I think on this song, and I feel like a lot through this album, but on this song especially, there's like a Jesse vibe to the some of the way it's sung. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. The, to me, ten, you know, they're all so young, so their voices haven't gone yet. And I'm also going to say this is, Matt's vocal performance on this is great. Yeah. Fucking was, great. This is what, going to be like the only time you pick a Matt vocal, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, and this is, you know, if we're looking at the leaderboard, which has one song on it because we've only done Tenderloin, like this to me, if if we're counting this as like a quasi-Matt song, which it it feels yeah, very, it it's very 50-50. Yeah. And so this would like edge out Tenderloin even for me with his performance on there. So that's... I got a good feeling I, I think that's that's valid. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, on our ongoing leaderboard, which I should actually make somehow. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got to do more Matt songs to make it. Yeah, actually. exactly. Maybe I should pick a Matt song. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I would I would put this performance especially like like this is him. Well, again, I think this is him trying to be like, well, what am I supposed to sound like a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and he's kind of trying to sound like if he was doing, again, it sounds like he's doing backup vocals for Op Ivy, which again, like right. within five years, you know what I mean? Within six, five, six years of that. God, they're so old. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's like 93. It was, they had already been, I mean, really they had been right. young is the truth of it. But, um, but yeah, like there is, I don't know. There In that video, there's a moment, I don't know if you picked up on it, where the pit kind of realizes it's not going to go into hardcore and it's going to do the rockabilly thing instead. And like one of the guys like goes like kind of does this little shimmy dance to be like kind of almost making fun of the fact that it got kind of rock and rolly. Uh, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's exactly what my brain did too. Like, like it, it seems like it's going to be this, you know, like kind of bouncing souls. Like uh-huh. you start with the pop thing, but then it's got these big, you know, you know, pit heavy breakdowns that you can get into if you want to and then but it's like a pop song underneath but then they kind of becomes this like you know rip roaring like motorcycle you know greaser yeah. sort of song underneath and then the kid totally reacts to that even at the time <laughs> and uh <laughs> and that's kind of like my one takeaway is that like you really can't take the like 
mod greaser rockabilly mod isn't exactly right but there's you know like thing out of rancid like it's always there it's been there from day one and the weirdest yeah. thing actually is how little there was in top ivy like it, it right like that's the thing that like they, they i guess they just were like how do we within our skill set not differentiate right yeah, yeah exactly and they just turn that knob all the way to rockabilly. rock and roll <laughs> rockabilly yeah. right yeah and it just and they never like that it, the only weird part, I guess, is that like they just didn't show up, and as far as I can tell, in in Op Ivy, and uh, you you kind of wonder what they were listening to, and like what what made a bunch of like kind of angular hardcore and ska kids get really jazzed about these like right <laughs> like just kind of needly guitar runs and and kind of that like that God, I, I wish I was a better like describer of guitar <laughs> tone and and like uh shapes of chords but like there's something about that sort of like uh kind of revving on the on the the like i don't even know i'm like gonna be embarrassed to even talk about it but there's a specific sound that like you can pull out of this the song that's like yes. almost like to a fault like almost like those bands that are just trying to like put on the suit and tie of of an old era and be that old era and they, like i think at the time i didn't I don't when I was listening to early rancid I don't think I was like oh this feels so like dated or they're putting on a facade mm -hmm. like I don't know what they they just have enough escape velocity to like not be just a larping kind of like retro band but like looking at it with older eyes I'm just like man this is just uh you know where's your poodle skirts you know like 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 right just, no <laughs> I mean I, yeah I, I every time I and this song gives me that vibe so much of like it's like yeah i imagine like hot rods racing down the street yeah and like, yeah and you know and and i you know but i also think too, but it it's a little gnarlier than yeah for sure and and i think the um you referenced motorhead earlier and i think that's a really good like yeah reading these lyrics you could tell me <laughs> yeah. again this is a this is lemmy I'd be, oh yeah this sounds like a motorhead song completely yeah, yeah. like drunken priest and a hooker like you know, I mean, even yeah. just the chorus, I got a good feeling in a bad city tonight, which is a great line. I fucking love that. I think it's, it's, a, really, it's a great chorus, to be honest. Like, it, it, yeah, some run, some fight. Oh, man, it's just it's like and it's very like fists in the air. You know, yeah. we talk about the anthemic thing and it's kind of got like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, and this is always uh, the other thing about this song, too, is when I'm not thinking about this record. And if I put, you know, like the whole discography or something just on shuffle. And I do it less now because of because of this podcast. I'm so much more like intimately familiar with <laughs> every rancid album. But like ten years ago or something, where it was most of my focus was out to come the wolves and let's go. This would come on, be like, man, what is this? And I'm like, oh yeah, there's the first record. I forget about the first <laughs> record. And it was always the like, well, hyena did it too. But th this yeah. song hyena is, this, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a yeah. It's it's such a good like proto rancid song right like because it's like like you said it's about hanging out with shitty you know like kind of the dregs of society big you know in, right in, in in what's the difference jail or prison like what what's the one you go to overnight jail that's I guess. jail yeah. yeah i don't yeah. know why i can't think having of it. having worked in a prison I oh yeah okay that's right. 
it makes sense once I said it. I right. Just, uh, yeah, it's so like he got drunk and got in a fight and got the whole had you to, know, overnight. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's like, oh, it's obviously got a toury vibe to either it's visiting or touring through, you know, and they're right. just like, I'm in this city and getting in trouble and. Uh, and there's a bus. You I was know, gonna say like, we like, got the the transportation. The bus appears. <laughs> we got again. a bus. We've got a city. Feels like touring. We've got you know. Uh, we got hookers, kind of hookers, and priests, and <laughs> the police. And it's there's a little bit of this like thing that we've never really talked about this, but like there's this little bit of this like hooliganism of like my job is to be a hooligan and the police's job is to fix me. You know what I mean? Like there's kind of this tone of like. Well, that's just like the world we're in, you know, like, like I, I yeah. just fuck up and then I get in trouble, you know, and it's not like politically like, oh my God, I was thrown in prison. And it's so bad. It's much more like, it's just how the world works, you know, like, uh, which, you <laughs> but, know, is, is kind of an interesting thing like that. I, thinking about that. And, and so going back to like years ago, I used to work in a prison, um, like, and I, I totally get that vibe too. And I, but it, it's also, you know, it's a very white thing because yeah, if, yeah 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 if tim you know if they weren't white it would be a totally different <laughs> yeah 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 I, <laughs> Which I i'm think just is, being kind yeah. of bad and i got put away for a night and i'm fine right. you know overall I get, uh, yeah i didn't get yeah, shot shot killed, or so. beat to hell or <laughs> right. or you know planted things on me so which is away. kind of the same thing with all those like greaser movies i mean it's like <laughs> yeah it's you kinda know like we're like in this like back and forth with the cops but like right. we're all you know like they're just like the other side of the coin they're like my parents man you know right right <laughs> just trying to keep you down and it's like no you're going to prison if you're you know, like right. forever if you're right. doing this shit as a black man in america right. you know <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. so Anyway, yeah, yeah that, that cops and robbers like I'm a fuck up. I just kind of the society takes care of me when I fuck up. Yeah. And then I'm kind of annoyed about it. You know, like that. Right. All of this is like greatest hits of rants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, I know. I mean, and that's the fun. It's like, yeah, the third song on their first album and it like hits all the notes <laughs> they hit for the next 20, 30 years, whatever it is. And it's that same like very chaste version of being like i'm fucking thing that like is so funny about tim you know what i mean he's like i got a girl and but she's gonna make me feel all right like it's all very like kind of sweet and and sort of like a kid's vision of what a cool guy saying like i gotta lay yes. and we're fuck you know what i mean like it isn't like realistic or or interesting in any way and i'm not saying he wasn't making out with ladies and having a good sure. time but like the, the songwriting, it's always like when they go a little further than that level, you're always like weirded out by Rancid, not to mention because, you know, problems, but because like, right. like you're always like, ah, that's not really how you do it. Usually you hint that there's a girl or like you, like, right. there's always this weird kind of, um, kind of cutesy bashfulness to it. Uh, yeah. that it, again, is right here. Like, like you just get this one line and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> In the cold yeah, world, I she mean, brings me like heat, we, like. It's yeah. pretty sweet it's like we line talked about for like the yeah. yeah it's like when we talk in the Memphis episode where it's like it crosses a lot. it's like oh she yeah, took her exactly. clothes on it's like 100%. oh fucking hell dude I don't know no 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 and, and you know I'm not like some puritan or something exactly but, but like, like it's something about Tim doing that it's something about like so. memory they're so sweet about like the sort of like oh I got some girl in each town sort of vibe is usually kind of this like he sort of <laughs> or or or, or a little know, more like, emo or like it's yeah. yeah where yeah this i love the description of this yeah this is like is a 
like I don't know. I imagine it's like this is like a twelve year old kid about writing about what he imagines like to be like a cool cool like, badass on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> and, and it's it is kind of interesting too, because I think that um like there's some good lines in here and we've talked about like uh, but I think it also shows that like Tim's evolution as a songwriter because I think there's he gets better <laughs> about like, yeah this this feels like, like this feels like again like uh this is what I'm supposed to write sort of yeah yeah it's interesting uh but I wonder and, I, and yeah the I don't know the chorus is what brings it all together like and I and I and I you know the since Tim and Matt are code songwriters on here in my mind I feel like it's like I bet Matt wrote the course. I don't I have no, no reason to believe that. They just feel kind of different to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I can see that. Again, like, also, it just could be like their prototype. You know, they're right. They're playing right. with this band, and it's like, well, let's write this type of song, and they're kind of going through the motions of what this type of like instead of knowing how they would do it. You know, right. But it is a really interesting thing to hear. You know, the the times we've dipped into this album, I guess only in one other time. Is that true? Two. Um, two other but times. Mo- the other time we mostly. Oh, just it was the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like that. It actually supports my point. I we've said this before, but I'll say it again. Like the mystery of this album is when I put it on, it goes by in a blur, and it all sounds kind of mushy and like one genre of this kind of speed garage thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and this song's got a lot of that in the in the verses and stuff. But every song we've listened to sounds completely different. Like this is right. this really open and fun pop punk song, you know, with a little. It's like pop punk Motorhead. Yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah, and then it's like, which again, I think that's a lot of epitaph, you know, in the early nineties, yeah. late nineties, less so. But, um, and then, uh, and then uh, the Rats in the Hallway is really angular and weird and like mm-hmm. hardcore. And then, of course, the cover has this amazing kind of. 80s pop and ska and like kind of like college music vibe and mm-hmm. um kind of gang vocal fun song and then I, I just keep coming back to why does my brain read this as gray mush when it's this really interesting vibrant record like like it's such a, a weird is it the playing is it the production is it the tone like what makes my brain bucket this record as this like fast angry you know kind of rough and tumble record when it's not yeah i can't i mean in some ways i think my this is my theory that i came up with eight seconds ago okay Uh, (laughs) but it's like i was saying at the beginning in some ways it doesn't seem like rancid it's like and so i and thinking about that now i think that's a and a big part of why, to me, it doesn't seem like Rancid is there's no Lars, because like, I think that or I think that's a big part of it. But it also, I mean, it, there's a lot of anyway. It just doesn't like it does feel like Rancid, but it doesn't. It's it occupies this kind of like liminal space between Rancid and Op Ivy, which makes sense. It's their first record, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think my brain in that way, I think that might be for me anyway. Why? it feels like this separate thing that I don't think about except for like when I do, like, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely put it in a drawer too. Yeah. 
There's part of me that's going like, geez, maybe I'm like a much bigger Lars guy than I realized. And oh, part yeah, of, yeah. you know, like... You missed the uh, Lars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, and because um, I, I think to some degree, like some of the sort of rougher edges on this record, I think Lars softens those a bit and not in a bad way. I think it's... Um, and, and I, well, and I just think there's that. I think Lars slows them down too, which is one of the biggest things. Yeah. In a and, good and way. L- like, I think he like literally tells them their tempos. Too fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it make, which, although, you know, at the same time, it's like how much slower is let's go overall is then. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then 2000 is obviously at light speed. So sure. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think there's like such a, like not to get too cheesy here, but like special telepathic chemistry between Tim and Lars as like songwriters and musicians and just the, like that once you, if that's like, once you hear that and if that especially is where you come in is when he's already there. It's so it's it's very different without him. Yeah, there. I agree with that completely. Especially, you know, the the funniest thing about what we've done recently with like really assessing all these records is like, and Outcome the Wolves might just be this weird accident in the middle of their discography. <laughs> like, not a lot sounds like it. Like this idea that Life on Wait is like it is it's I think wrong oh, to be oh, honest. No, yeah, I think they're well, and and this idea that. And out come the wolves and let's go are released. Like I like I think you can hear oh, the the seeds of outcome the like wolves. Salvation and, like, and that's it. And, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. And so yeah, I think there is something to the idea that outcome the wolves is. It was just sort of, and, and this you know this happens with band like, there's just this something, like yep. supernatural almost like happens. And this thing comes out of it. And I mean, especially, you know, and I think it's do, you know, this, this kind of doing a podcast like this about a band that only been around for like 10 years would be so much, it, it could be fine. But like the fact that they have been around for so long and done so much, there's so many like narrative arcs and store like to, yeah, and seeing and hearing that evolution and trying to, like understand that and it's like you know if you heard this album in 93 for the first time and this you know you were there from the beginning you're gonna think one way you know yeah whereas if you came in at, i mean i came in at let's go which is not that far off but like you know i think about the people who came in at indestructible or something what the hell does this sound like to them exactly it's such an interesting thing like i the woman who was like one of my big like influences of getting you know, this young mm-hmm. woman when I was a teenager, but like she started with this record and this record, she was like, yes, that I love that. And it's like, I can't even like fathom that, you know, <laughs> like right. coming I... in, like knowing the radio hits and then like hearing life won't wait. And, and then kind of all diving in, like, I don't know, like if that was your template for rancid, 
and then you still love rancid like that's a really interesting arc uh, you know what I, I mean? like, right absolutely so yeah i also think that like <laughs> there might be some truth to we have enough of their body of work to realize that a an outcome of the wolves is like maybe an accident you know what mm-hmm. i mean maybe this kind of like beautiful accident of the moment and i don't mean that in a like derogatory like a rude way i just mean like you don't really know why it is what it is and then sometimes also, the stars just align <laughs> yeah exactly and like they might realize they might have learned the wrong lessons from that you know i i feel like with life one way they didn't but like um what's interesting is like they have spent a little bit of time it feels like trying to get back to you know an outcome that wolves yeah uh, with indestructible and honors all we know like it feels like a lot of these records are actively trying to recapture what was good about an outcome the wolves and uh you know for the most part i think missing the mark pretty heavily but like right. maybe the reason we like uh man track fast is what i want to call it every time uh troublemaker uh is because they stopped chasing that you know yeah and just kind of yeah went wherever they just went with like my heart's in these like kind of rockabilly yeah. songs it's like okay cool or these swinging unders kind of punk cutter punk yeah. songs it's like go do that good have fun um you know you want to sound more like dropkick murphy's than you've ever done go sound like dropkick murphy's that's like fun, right. you know but like uh yeah it is, it is i think that's a really interesting um postulation if you will <laughs> and that's, that's i did not exactly want to use that I didn't want to use that word because it sounded pretentious, but my brain couldn't go anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I do. I th- yeah. I the more I have thought about this, I, I I I think I agree. I mean, I think that outcome the wolves was, yeah. I think it was a happy accident. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's and, and 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 like you, like I don't think that's a like that diminishes anything about like them or the album or the, any of it. I think on some ways it actually kind of heightens what a miraculous thing it is. Um, and, and, and because it's, it's one of those records and we've talked about this and that on the surface, it's on, on some level it, there's, it's, I, it's not special. Like it's like, I don't know. I, I'm. It's like it's definitely some of its parts record and like a record that you take certain parts out and it would diminish quite a bit. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's just this thing that right. It, when it all comes together, the way it's put together, like the whole the sound, yeah, yeah everything and, about it is pretty and, specific. And what any of that has to do with this, I have no idea. But <laughs> I was. <gonna> say. <laughs> um, no, I think, but I, I do think it's the kind of fun thing about going back to this first record in, in you know, 30 years after it's come out is thinking about what all, what came after it and what, like, what know, was, what was like truly what they wanted to be versus what, where they were like, we should write a song like blank, you know, and then right. they go, let's go do that. Cause that's what you do as early artists. Like you just kind of, you, you set a target of another band or specific song and go, or genre and you go well can we do that and then you try it and sometimes you're like oh that's natural and sometimes it's like mm, yeah we made a facsimile of that sound but i didn't fully get it right you know and mm-hmm. this i think is kind of in between those two things like it's got a lot of rancid in it but it's got a lot of stuff that you wouldn't hear in the future like 
on it as well. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I think the proximity of it to Op Ivy is like an important footnote of the thing. I mean, I think it. That, I, yeah. I do agree that I think there is something to the idea of okay, we don't want to do the kind of like ska punk thing. We've got to, like you said, what is, is still sort of in our wheelhouse, but is different enough that's going to sound different that we can try and go in that direction to differentiate ourselves it's that we're, you know. Um, and I think, and, you know, yeah, it's like the rockabilly motorhead thrash thing. Yeah, exactly. Which, which are all very, you know, hand in hand. Like it's none of it's... <laughs> It's yeah, I mean, not... it's all kind of like this stretching of the same idea into different shapes, right? Like, like yeah, Motorhead is very influenced by rockabilly and early rock and right. roll and everything. But I do think that this is the album, the most Op Ivy, I don't want to say it's Op Ivy-esque, because it's not, but it's the most, like, I can hear the connections the most on this record versus going forward. Because yeah, even like the rancid ska say, songs aren't at all like the Op Ivy ska songs. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I. That's an interesting. I, I want to think about that because I was just saying like, hmm. I want to think about if I agree with that. Maybe the next time we hit one of these, this is sort of like what part of this record feels like it's a bridge and what part of it feels like it's a break. Yeah, if that makes sense. And I do think the beginning of this song is very much like, oh, I see Op Ivy, I hear Op Ivy. But like a lot of this record feels purposefully yeah. trying to be as far as they could from Op right. Ivy. So. I mean, and I think, honestly, I think that sort of dichotomy and tension makes it a more interesting record than I usually think it is. And I think, because oh, yeah. you know, we've talked about the style, like it's kind of all over the place. I think that's kind of born from that tension. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. But there's, you know, there's songs too. I like this song, like imagining Jesse singing. I, I could, I could hear Jesse singing it instead of Tim or something. And it's like, oh, it would like slot in seamlessly. <laughs> it's the, it's the, on the bus downtown line, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Like, I, I couldn't get there until you said that again. I was like, yeah, the bus, that, 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 that's very Jesse phrasing. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which is great. I mean, you know, I am. Um, oh, I could, I could wax oh, yeah. well, about my love do for Jesse Michaels point, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's all free, fair game, especially like take warning and some of the Timmier songs for sure. But yeah. I mean, they're both in it, so like, yeah. I'll right, fair game in my mind. We'll do it. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, what are we? Okay, so speaking of, that's a good segue here. So, what are we gonna do next time? Well, honestly, I didn't really know exactly what we we're going to pick but uh this kind of came into my mind as we were talking as sort of a nice contrast to the song we're missing lars we're talking about all the contrast with it and how come the wolves and i was like what's a quintessential but not big oh from the wolves hang song? on hang on i actually have a challenge for you for the next time so oh, oh, oh. Well, i'm gonna throw but not it's not gonna influence your pick here although it oh, could for the next next yeah, or do you want me to just give it to you now and you've got to, like, do it on the spot? I'm interested. Okay, I want you to pick my least favorite song on Outcome the Wolves. Mm. Okay. <laughs> did, 
Oh, shit. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Give me what. Like, you're going to have to listen to me think for a second. Right, that's fine. <laughs> I got to go make sure I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. I, I'm like, yes, I know what it is. It's it's like the only, it's probably like the only song I have conflict about. And if you don't get it, we'll have to talk about both of them. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how we want to do that. Like, what if you don't get it? I don't think I was going to pick it, but... um. I think it's going to be. We're going to see how well after the Jimmy and Johnny thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, here, I'll tell you what I was going to pick because it was very okay. Lars and it's very an outcome of the wolves. Uh, and it's almost like it doesn't come up any other time is I was zeroed in on listed MIA. Okay. I think you think listed MIA is a totally fine song. Here's what I'm here. I'm going to do this. Don't okay. give me an answer, but I'm going to go. There's a part of me that wonders if, like, secretly you don't like Maxwell Murder as a song. Uh, but I, that seems wrong. 11th Hour is the name of the podcast. Roots Radicals, we did. Time Bomb is great. Olympia, we did. It might be one of your top five songs. Lockstep and Gone, we did. Junkie Man is, like, very high on my list, actually. Uh, Listed MIA, you're probably fine with. Maybe you hate Ruby. Just as, like, a weird flip. Uh, Daily City Train, I love... Maybe you don't like it. Journey is your favorite song. She's Automatic is on my list. Old Friend we did. Disorder and Disarray we did. The War's End is... I would be weird if it's the War's It could be the War's End. You Don't Care Nothing. No, you probably like You Don't Care Nothing. As Wicked, you, I know you like. Avenues and Alleyways. We probably have some reservations about, but you like the way I feel. You like the last songs. So, oh man, this is hard, man. This is a good record. I know. This is a hard one. And and this is like least good, right? This isn't like you right. actively hate it. No, it's, yeah, it's least favorite. So like, I Can will you, say, I, Okay, yeah. here's my, here's my short list. Yeah, Cause there's no way I'm getting this right. I think my short list is Ruby Soho, Junkie Man, and She's Automatic. Oh, not She's Automatic. Ah, that's hard don't care nothing okay. i don't know do you, do you want okay i want to know if i'm in, let me give you a hint let me give you a hint it is one of those three okay you gotta be somewhat impressed by that i'm pretty impressed oh kind of what was the first one you said i don't even remember junkie oh, man, junkie man the, there's, there's a there's okay. a world where you love junkie man and for all the things that are weird about it and there's a world where you just find it annoying right like like <laughs> it's like those are both are easily like equally as true you know what i mean like sure but like it has to be on the list, so it must be. It must be she's automatic. You're right. <laughs> and it's because it's too rock and rolly. Like at yeah, the time, just, you didn't like it because it was so like, just like well, it's, nothing. It's, yeah, and it's still it kind of. And so it's I actually really like the thing we talked about about like, you know, it's usually a little more like coy and it, and this is just very much like mm, yeah 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 we're fucking <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's like oh come on and so yeah I, i'm not gonna get way into it but that's what we gotta do that's next. a really I, I, it, i'm up for and it and actually when you were saying like we need to talk about lars i was like oh this if you get this then this is like, <laughs> it, i would thought about it oh. but no, well, I'll, let's do she she's automatic. That's fun. That was a fun exercise. I feel somewhat <laughs> proud that I probably was like nailing all those as I went through. But. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I 
Well, I love Ruby. I can't. Okay, I I, th- um, I didn't know if you were I'm, gonna have like a contrarian. I was like, oh, there's a there's a world no, where you're like, I'm, I'm sick of it or something. No, like so, like Ruby and Time Bomb are their two biggest songs, and I fucking love. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Like, and it's I understand why those are their two. Biggest oh yeah, songs. It, it, you know, um, and yeah. What was the other one you said? Oh, Junkie Man. You get I, where I I'm love it from? and I hate it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we whenever back in the day when, um, my friend John and I used to we had one of our many fake bands and we would make fun of Rancid because we always made fun of the like oh we're the rolling stones because the lockstep and gone like we would make fun of the jim carroll like mm-hmm. pause trampling in the snow like it was like oh my god dude but then it's like <laughs> but also then there's a part of me that delightful i kind yeah, of exactly. absolutely i also kind of love it and my and i also have a soft spot for it because my wife oh yeah to this day thinks the song is called choky bear <laughs> so because she's like I, and i'm like it's junkie man she's like I don't hear it. It sounds like ch- he's saying "Chokey Bear" to me. It's not. It's she's not wrong. It's, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's not incorrect. So. <laughs> uh, well. And and I also love, I have this. Then I, I I start picturing like this, you know, like kids bop version of this song that's about like a teddy bear. Or something. <laughs> but it's also Chokey Bear, <laughs> right? I know. Which I don't know how that inappropriate kids song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but okay, she's automatic. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sure. Oh, that was that was intense. That's a lot. I yeah. got the blood flow in there. <laughs> um, um, okay, everybody. Always thanks as always. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. We, we got a message on Instagram the other day that I still haven't responded to because I didn't really know what to say. But somebody was like, "You're wrong about honor." It's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But I, I really don't <laughs> think so. But I'm. I'm I I will say that I'm wrong about a lot of shit. Hey, so whoever that's fair. whoever um whoever said that, tell us what the song is we need to listen to to, to dive in. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, people should tell us what honor songs to listen to. I have a hard time picking from. We haven't dove into that album yeah. because I don't. I di- I deeply dislike the sound of that album. Um, yeah. But I've, it's fair share, and I don't want the back. I really don't want the back half of this podcast to be a slogging through all the bad yeah b-sides and honor and yeah exactly like yeah like so we do need to start picking apart and diving in a little bit more so yeah if you if you have a soft spot for honor a good for you we're not like mad about it no b tell us how to like it because i like liking rancid so show me how to like it right you know and and hey and if it's just not for us and you like it that's cool like who you know none of it matters so. I'll pretend to have a fight with somebody about it if they want, though. That's well, that's, that's a delight, true. I mean, know? like that's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So actually, fuck you. It's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Let's fight. Okay. Um, but yes, yell at us on Twitter and Instagram at RancidPod. And next week, we'll see you in the pit.